Shut the stupid door, I screamed. It won't shut, I told you, Rigo screamed back while J.J. laughed so hard he was in tears. The brakes of the Plymouth squealed as I gingerly tried to pull over the car for the fourth time since we'd left Pueblo. It's only a 120 miles from Pueblo to Denver, but at this rate, it was taking forever. I got out from behind the steering wheel, walked back to the trunk, fumbled around with the keys, and finally got it open. This is so stupid, I fumed. Inside the car, I could hear J.J. and Rigo laugh and howl. I saw the tire iron, and for a moment thought about using it on them, but decided it wouldn't help. I did finally see something that could, a cardboard box. Ripping out two sides of it, I slammed the trunk and went over to Rigo's side of the car. I pulled open the unlatchable door and slammed it a couple of times to see if it really had become impossible to shut it, or if Rigo was just playing more mind games. Apparently, it was the Plymouth's turn to toy with me. I began folding the cardboard over the edges of the door, trying to wedge the stupid thing shut. After several futile attempts, I got the rest of the box out of the trunk, wedged it in even more, and eventually got the ignorant thing to stay closed. I looked down at the rear right tire and knew that I was going to have to put some air into it before very long, as well as buy some gas. The Plymouth was a gas hog if I'd ever seen one. If it weren't for the odometer being broke, I'd check and see just how many miles per gallon it really got. Oh well, what can be expected from a car won in a penny-ante poker game that had just gotten out of hand? Don't lean on the stupid door, Rigo, or you're going to be hamburger on the highway, I yelled through his window, though I knew he couldn't hear me. I got behind the steering wheel, turned down the radio that J.J. had cranked full blast, and pulled back onto the interstate. This was really shaping up to be a lousy trip and a lousy summer, I thought. But then, it was turning out to be a lousy life. We were on our way to Boulder, about 30 miles northwest of Denver, but were planning on spending the night at Tom and Marcy's. My hope was that the Plymouth would make it on to Boulder, where I planned to unload it. It was midsummer, and I was finally out of high school. Thank God, at least I'd graduated. I'd already had one dream in which I opened my diploma to find it blank, like the one that Frank and Jimmy and Jerry, my old girlfriend, had received. Frank assured us that just a few more classes at summer school and he'd get a real one. The fake diploma was just so his family could see him walk across the platform and receive it from the principal that we all hated. So far, Frank had taken no steps to enroll in the necessary classes but he kept assuring his parents that he would. Poor people. But I did get a diploma, and it was real. I know because I kept checking it out to make sure, especially after I'd had the dream that it was blank. Granted, my grade point average was pretty low, a D-, minus. but how does the saying go, an inch is as good as a mile? At least, that's what I kept telling Mom and Buzz. Somehow... When I was young, before I hit the seventh grade and became omniscient, my good grades must have spoiled my parents. How they figured I could keep that up forever, I don't know. Anyway, they did learn to lower their expectations and eventually came to the place that they were thankful for anything, even a D and a rather less than stellar, but at least graduated, son. <laughs>